So, um, so uh, you can introduce yourself first, sir. <laughs> Sorry. No problem. Informal. No, 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 no. Uh, my name is Neil Kaplan. I am a voice actor. Uh, I work on um, audiobooks and narration, animation, anime, live action. You know, if there's any place that needs a voice, either I've auditioned for it or I've done it. How long have you been doing this uh, career? Uh, my first job was actually about 30 years ago. But I've been doing it primarily for the last 20 or so. Yeah. And uh, due to that, I, I got interested in your career. Is it that, uh -huh. Because you voiced one of, my, one of the characters from Transformers. Uh-huh. It's Optimus Prime, right? Yep. Yeah, I was... I was on a series called Transformers Robots in Disguise back in 2001 and 2002. Yeah. It was the first time that Optimus Prime was back to being a vehicle yeah. after Beast Wars and Beast Machines. So I was technically the second Optimus Prime. After? After Peter Cullen. <laughs> yeah. Because, of course, you know, when, when Gary was doing it originally... In Beast Wars. Beast Wars and Beast Machines, he was Optimus Primal. So it's a different one. So it's a different character. <laughs> I've Same been, first name, different last name. Yeah, so I've, I've been a fan of that show when they brought back the series. That's the reason why when, 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 when um, AVCon announced that you'll be the guest, I was like, it will be a thrill to meet you in person. Cause, oh, you're very kind. Because I've been, I've been a fan of the show, even uh -huh. before the Armada, the right. Cybertron, and the mm -hmm. other mm -hmm. series. Because so, I've watched all the episodes, and I could... I, I could hear that different voice because I got used to the Gary Chalk voice for Beast Wars but sure. when, when you you've, you put the character in it like it's it's a refreshing look and the voice uh, just wondering how, how do you prepare for for you to voice these characters besides Transformers just kind of live life you know because what you have to remember is that every story is told in the same language it doesn't matter if you write it in Tagalog, or you write it in Mandarin, or you write it in English, or you write it in Sanskrit. It doesn't matter. Because everything that has been written mm -hmm. since the dawn of mankind until <laughs> now has been written for a human audience. Okay. And if there's one thing that every human shares, it's the language of human emotion. Okay. I can say shalom to somebody and they may not understand what that means. Mm -hmm. But when you make somebody feel good, when you, when you make them good food, they understand that feeling. Yeah. Okay? When you make somebody feel welcome, they understand that feeling. Everybody has similar emotions. Yes. That's so right. that's, that's where acting is basically mm -hmm. being a student of life. It's, yeah. it's about taking different elements that you see or that you feel or that you experience or you or you have been you know you've been exposed to and taking those and then weaving those into a new story or weaving those into a new character mm. so you, you can't go through life sitting there going how would our giant robot feel <laughs> you know it's not that yeah. it's how does a giant robot, let me ask you, as a fellow nerd, how does a giant robot with no emotion feel differently than Mr. Spock? 
Well, Mr. Spock is an alien, and he. But neither one has emotions. Yeah, yeah, you're correct. You, there's so, the he, Spock is a half human alien that just so trying. You, you can certainly play yeah, if the yeah. story calls for yeah, it. Yep. That struggle inside him. Okay. Because we've all had struggles inside, yeah. right? Whether it's whether it's struggling to be a good person in yeah, school when yeah. you want to be a bad guy. Yeah. Or struggling to you know, do better in school mm -hmm. or struggling with, you know, you got parents from different cultures yeah. and, and sometimes they don't mesh, Yeah. you know. We all have inner struggles like yep. that. Yep, know? that's I, correct. I, I want to go to work, but I want to go to AV. I, I have to go to work, but I want to go to AVCon. Yeah, that's correct. That's not necessarily that different from Mr. Spock having different sides of himself yeah, having inner, having inner, inner conflict. In, in, yeah. That's where you come up with this, where you come up with this technique of substitution. Mm. You know, there's a style of acting called method acting where yeah. they want to live as close as possible to so the character. understand that yeah. feeling. Yes. And then there's substitution, which I believe in, which is I don't know what it's like to be a millionaire. <laughs> So I shouldn't be restricted okay. to only playing Bruce Wayne if mm. I've been a millionaire. Mm. But I am familiar with what it feels like to be privileged. Um, I'm familiar with what it's like to lose my parents. Mm. I'm familiar with what it's like to be thought of as one thing when it, your interior yes. is something else. Yes. So there are different ways that I understand mm. Bruce Wayne or Batman. And so that's what I would bring to the role as opposed to... Yeah, I know what it's like to be rich. Mm, mm -hmm. You know, because that's not really what that's about for him. Okay, that's does that make great. sense? You know, it's not necessarily about the money that's in the bank. It's, it's, it's how you put the character in it. It's about the emotional yeah, life that yeah. that creates okay. within that character. You know, um, the ability to not have to worry about a job and go into the gym all day long <laughs> and perfect those ninja kicks and all that stuff. Yeah. Because, hey, I don't got to work. I'm a billionaire. Okay. So I'm going to let the vengeance, I'm going to let that drive take control. And how does that manifest itself within mm -hmm. Batman versus somebody who would have to go and work at Starbucks every day? Okay. You know, and then go and train as a crime fighter. <laughs> you know? So that's how I prepare. I just kind of live life and I pay attention. And uh, who's the most, one, you voice a lot of characters, but which one's the most challenging characters that you've, you've uh, portrayed in, in voice acting? The most challenging character that I ever portrayed was a background character oh. in a game called Mafia 3. Okay. Because the character was really, 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 really horribly racist. <laughs> really? Yes. And he said things that I would not say in my real life. And it felt horrible to have these words coming out of my mouth. But I had to say, I not only had to say them, but I had to say them with, with a conviction that made you believe that I, that I meant what I was saying. Because otherwise, that character is weak and it doesn't work and it doesn't set up the world. You know, it's like if you're, if you're doing a film about, you know, the discrimination against, you know, Aboriginal tribes yeah. from a hundred years ago, yep. Yep. or even from fifty years mm -hmm. ago, somebody's gonna have to play that overtly angry, destructive, hurtful racist, oh. so that you can really get 
the idea of what these people were going through. And if an actor is unwilling to do that, then suddenly it's it doesn't it doesn't have that same power. It's like you know if you think of if you think of going to see a, a Friday the Thirteenth, mm. and let's say you get somebody like me playing Freddy, who's not scary yeah. and is not physically intimidating. Well, then that movie's not going to be scary. So no one's going to be convinced. Not only that, but they're not going to be moved to the point yeah. where they're going to enjoy the movie yep. and sit back and, and not worry about the kids at home, but just go, oh my gosh, Freddy's back there. Ah! Sorry, Jason. What am I saying? Freddy and Friday, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but anyway, so you have to have that big yeah. guy playing Jason yeah. who's willing to thrust his chest out and, and make Jason look and feel dangerous. Otherwise, the movie's not scary. Same thing with horrible, horrible human beings. If you're going to tell the story of the inner workings of Germany in the mm, 40s, mm. an actor's going to have to step up and play Hitler. Yeah, yeah. And in order for the drama of the situation to impact the audience, he's going to have to play him with honesty he's mm. gonna have to play that character with the same values with the same belief of you know this these are the people i want to kill otherwise it's like oh well hitler didn't seem that bad i, I guess he was a nice guy no he wasn't okay. and that's and that's why i couldn't hold back mm. with these lines of dialogue saying horribly racist things it was set in in the american south in the 1950s or 60s like I said, I just had all these words coming out of my face that I would never say in real life. Okay. And I would literally leave the sessions like shaking, like, I didn't, it was, it was horrible. But I had to do it and I had to do it to the best of my ability. Otherwise, it didn't tell that main character's story mm. as fully. Not easy. So which characters that you want to voice all over again, your favorite? My favorites? Well, look, I love Tychus Finley from StarCraft. And any time they've got new material for me, I love doing it. Um, I haven't had the chance to voice Optimus Prime in, you know, 18 years? 15 plus years, you know? And, <laughs> but if certainly that phone rang, it wouldn't have to ring a second time, you know? I'd say, yes. Um, I always loved Hawkmon and mm. Digimon mm -hmm. just because he had such such an attitude okay. you know he wasn't as as nice as all the other digimon he was kind of a jerk <laughs> so that was fun to play you know so he he certainly is a character that i would hop right in any old time do you have any uh dream characters that you want to voice or yep. you haven't seen i uh, haven't done before yep who are these characters i'm not going to tell you <laughs> it's it's one of those things that it's it's a private dream and i I hold it close to my heart. That's good. One of the reasons is um, there was one a couple of years ago, and it was one that I had always loved my whole life. And I did the voice. There have actually been two of them yeah. over the last 10 years. And they're two, both characters that I love. I would love to voice and audition for them. Somebody else got them. Yeah. But I realized after the second one that if people knew ahead of time 
then they would ask me afterward, did you get it? Did you? And then I'd have to go through the heartbreak of, oh, nope, yeah. I didn't. You know, and yeah, I know it was something I always wanted to do, and they decided not to. I just don't want to share that disappointment. I understand. You know? So what's next for Neil Kaplan then? That I'm allowed to talk about? See, <laughs> yeah. part of the problem is, yeah, yeah. in our industry, we have yeah. this thing called a non-disclosure yeah, agreement, yeah, I an see. NDA. Yeah, yeah. And... It's funny how people can work on movies yeah. and they can tell people, I'm working on this movie. Mm. You know, it's like they cast Kurt Russell to be mm. in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And the next day, they said, Kurt Russell cast to play Star-Lord's dad. You couldn't leave that alone and let me discover it? Yeah. When, when, when I saw the movie? It's a spoiler. Yeah, but yeah. it's like nobody worries about it. But with voiceover, everything's NDA. I yeah. can't say anything. I worked on I worked on an episode of a new anthology series, which has not been announced yet. But when that comes up, I was very proud of my work on that episode, and I think it's a lot of fun. But I can't tell you where it's going to air. That's okay. And I can't tell you anything about it. It's better that we we were going to be surprised, right? Exactly. That's, exactly. That's... So just stay tuned on Twitter or my Facebook page, and I'll let you know. I appreciate your time, y'all. My and, pleasure. And... My pleasure. If you're Optimus Prime, what would you say on your, on your fans about your, I mean, your... What, what would I say to my to fans if yeah. I was ever Optimus Prime again? Yeah, yeah. I would basically say, thank you for your years of support and your belief. Without you, I wouldn't be here. That's awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you, my friend. It's a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> All righty. So I think... Well, you're going to be doing Spike now?